Welcome to Disruptive Branding by Saffron Brand Consultants. In this podcast, we will share the most important insights that we have gathered from several decades of working closely with some of the world's most disruptive brands. We will show how every business, startup to enterprise, can design its brand using disruptive thought and action. From how-to sessions with members of our executive team to conversations with our clients, learn firsthand how to position your brand to compete with disruptive challenges and to challenge and disrupt yourself. So welcome to episode two. Our topic today is brand strategy and defining what drives your organization, what makes it tick. I'm Stephanie, a program manager here at Saffron Brand Consultants, and I'm joined by our Chief Strategy Officer, Fernando Ortiz Ehrman. Hey, Fernando, should we get right into it? Absolutely. Hey, Stephanie, it's great to be here. Thanks so much. Cool. So, firstly, I'd like to ask you why brand strategy is so important in today's environment. Is there anything that's happening now that wasn't happening before, do you think? Well, surely there are differences, Stephanie. I mean, if you think about today's competitive times, the times we live in, it's just not longer enough to really offer an incredible product or service. Um, in order really to be successful for brands and really in order to differentiate yourselves, you really need to go further. It's just not enough anymore to offer a very slick product or go into this marvelous retail environment or have this cutting edge advertising campaign winning lion prizes in Cannes. God knows what you do and that you think it's fantastic. It's not about those individual things excelling. It's about really orchestrating all those different things. And when I mean all those different things, it's literally everything that represents that organization. It can be the products and the services. It can be your environments, your stores, your apps, your websites. It can be actually the behaviors, as we say, the culture of your employees, the way they interact with your customers. Take, for instance, the friends at Starbucks, right? When they shout out your name when your espresso is ready. That is also one of those actions. So my point is that everything that an organization does all that really needs to be cohesive and consistent and be this seamless overall experience. And the reason why you need a brand strategy is because the brand strategy is that unifying glue, that element that is that driving force across all the actions, realities an organization has. The brand strategy ensures that you orchestrate all those myriads of activities and touch points and that there is really a coordination. That is why brand strategy is so important. Absolutely. And so I think there, there may be a few people in the audience who might not know exactly what brand strategy is. Um, and so I know it won't be an easy one to answer, but as our chief strategy officer, I don't think anyone's better, ask, better to ask than you. Uh, so Fernando, what exactly is brand strategy? I love that question, Stephanie. Well, brand strategy is not marketing. Brand strategy is not a tagline. Brand strategy is not a claim. Brand strategy is not an advertising campaign. Brand strategy is literally a management tool. It is literally that filter on which you then execute all the things we mentioned before. It's the management tool and the filter that tells you what to do and what not to do with anything related to the organization. 
from developing products and services to setting pricing strategies, to setting your communications agenda, to actually literally even doing the evaluation process for your employees. That is also brand strategy. And your brand strategy is that management tool that ensures that those are all well aligned. Said differently, brand strategy is that North Star, is that guiding light that you should always follow so that you really go in the direction. Not only you, but the rest of the organization going in the same direction. So uh, in plain terms, you could say it's the why you exist, it's the how you want to do it and what you do put together. A brilliant explanation. Thank you. And why do you need a brand strategy? Well, obviously, I could speaking about this, Stephanie, for a couple of hours where you need that. But let's boil it down for our listeners to three main aspects. The first is that the brand strategy supports growth. Growth is of the capital essence on any organization, be it a country, a city, a museum, a nonprofit, or a organization or company. So everything is about growth. It's an anthropological reality of human of humankind that we need to have growth. So take, for instance, the example of Nike, right? Their brand idea is, well, to bring inspiration, innovation to every athlete in the world. Well, that is about growth because that allows Nike to go into additional products and services that just selling sneakers would do. So a very clear brand strategy allows and supports growth. That's number one. Number two is that actually a brand strategy more and more is important, not only to your external stakeholders, but also to your internal stakeholders, specifically your employees. So a clear brand strategy helps to motivate employees. It's actually now, and this is a statistic, that inspired employees and engaged employees are three times more productive than uninspired counterparts. And this is, and you know that, Stephanie, that we have dozens of projects around developing employee value propositions and working on the culture of organization. That is the reason. And then there's the third one and the last one, which we tackled a little bit early on, which is this idea that it really helps organizations to differentiate themselves, right? Um, So differentiating is crucial, is capital uh, for survival nowadays. So you spoke about the brand idea, but how is that different than customer-facing taglines? Or are these the same thing? Hmm, yeah, we got that several times on, on with, with projects. Let's go back to the brand idea, right? The brand idea is the essence of your organizations. It's the reason for being. It's your North Star. should be your guiding light on what you want to do with your organization. Once you have defined that brand idea, there are myriads of ways to express that. And those expressions can be visual, right? Through the design, your logo, your color system, your design system. It can be verbal, your tone of voice, the way you do your nomenclature of your products and your services. And also it can be the way you communicate with your different audiences. And one instrument in the way you communicate with audiences in this case, based on your question with consumers, is your tagline. So your tagline is a synthesis of your brand idea expressed in a verbal way to a specific set of audiences. So there's a difference. The tagline is a consequence of the brand idea. 
So now you're going to say, Stephanie, well, Fernando, give me an example. Well, let's go back to, to Nike that I used before. You probably remember the world-known fantastic tagline from Nike, which is just do it, right? Who doesn't remember that? Well, let's go back to the brand idea of Nike, which was to bring inspiration, innovation to every athlete in the world, right? So how would you express that brand idea in a very crisp commercially savvy, sexy way, most probably targeted to your consumers. Just do it. So it's a perfect synthesis and deviation from your brand idea. So the tagline is a way to express that brand idea. And the Nike is a fantastic example. All clear. Thank you. And I'm aware that until now, we've heard lots of great examples of companies that have got it right, like Nike here. Uh, but can you tell us about an example where a company didn't get it right, uh, where the brand strategy let them down? Well, actually, that's an extremely interesting question you are uh, bringing up, Stephanie. Let me, let me take it from four different angles. That is four different examples I would like to dwell on to actually answer your question. First one is, let's call it more the traditional way of looking at someone who actually, let me say something like, missed the boat. Take Sony the Japanese uh, electronics manufacturer. I mean, they used to be the big pioneers worldwide, right? Who remembers the Walkmans and the Trinitrons. I mean, literally, they were the kings, right? The brand really was synonym for disruption and innovation. And then somehow they lost their mojos. Someone like Austin Powers would say, right? Largely really overtaken by companies like Samsung. And the funniest thing of all, is that companies like Samsung back in the days looked at Sony for inspiration and seeing how they could overtake them. So that's one of those examples where you would say, well, did they really have the vision to bring their brand to the next level? And they did not. And now, well, they're there, but not really. Let's go to uh, another industry that is even more closer to all of us, which is even retail. How many brands are there that really missed the boat? Take, for instance, Britain's HMV, right? Which used to be uh, pretty much a household name in the UK. Um, largest record retailer in the world. They actually had up to 320 stores. Um, and even in 1986, they opened up the largest record store in the world on London's Oxford Street, and they drew I think close to 10,000 people in the opening. So, I mean, this is the sort of brands we're talking about here. Um, and then we know what happened, right? The digital world came along. You had started having the P2Ps. You started having the digital streamings. And, and they literally lost the ball. They really missed the transition. And the, and the rest is history. So that was another fantastic example of someone really not bringing their brand strategy and their brand promise and the brand purpose to a different level and thinking what could be done beyond just selling traditional CDs or records. And HMV actually had a fantastic opportunity to really expand their scope and the reason for being, right? To really reevaluate their brand strategy. They could have gone into all things services or entertainment or leisure. Let's take another example, um, very close to my heart, because I actually worked there, a beautiful brand named Desigual. Probably many of our listeners will know them, Spanish global fashion company in present over 100 countries, 
amazing brands, super sharp, super authentic, very relevant. This idea of life is cool and about change and desigual, it's not the same. Well, that worked fantastically well for many, many years. But when things, the tide started to change and the relevance was not anymore there and consumers wanted some different sort of fashion and uh, trends, that promise of it's not the same is just very, very difficult to be up for it. And you really need to be extremely very well versed in keeping that contemporary. Um, it's very difficult times for them too, right? They were close to also invoicing almost 1 billion uh, euros and nowadays they're very, very far from that. The last one is probably an example that you have not thought about. And let's change totally industries here. Let's talk about football. I'm a big football soccer fan. Let's take the football industry and football clubs, right? And uh, uh, a brand that is very much at my heart, which is Real Madrid. I'm a big fan of Real Madrid. And it's one of those brands that I feel they're really at a crossroads right now, right? I mean, if you follow the news, um, they are really transforming their iconic stadium of Bernabeu or here in Madrid. It's going to become the most innovative, the most striking, amazing stadium around the world. Isn't that an amazing opportunity for a brand really to think about what's next for the brand? Also, interestingly, parallel to that, there has been a study uh, commissioned by, uh, I think it's UEFA, and it says that nowadays the so-called football fellowship is at an all-time low. Not more than 40% literally actively follow football. So it's something really to think about, you know, what will happen with football as a sports in the 21st century. And isn't that an amazing opportunity to grapple with, grapple with that, uh, having been voted Real Madrid uh, the best football club in the 20th century. Isn't that a challenge for them to take on as a brand to lead the pack and really help transform and bring the football industry uh, to the next century? So those are all elements to really think and uh, about when you think about um, your brand strategy. So again, I just thought these were uh, four different examples from their different angles um, to answer your question, Stephanie. So I know it was a little bit long one, but there it goes. So this podcast is called Disruptive Branding, and there's a lot of disruption in the world at the moment. Uh, so how do brands deal with this disruption and look and plan for the long term? Ah, Stephanie, that's the holy grail here, because that is really the difficult thing here, right? Because the easy thing probably would say, whoa, let's be disruptive and really do something totally revolutionary, right? Uh, we spoke before about the three elements constituting brand strategy, which is authenticity, relevance, and differentiation. Now, if we would just be just disruptive per se, we would really just look into the relevance, right? What do people want from us, right? And we just literally adapt to what everyone kind of expects of us. Um, the problem with that is that on one side, yes, that might feel disruptive, and you might feel that you have equipped yourself for the future, um, but the problem is that you pretty much will be soulless. You will just not have a soul. 
So you're missing that other big component, which is authenticity. And the way we define authenticity is literally what makes you you, right? What are your origins? What's your, what's your DNA? What do you believe in? What's your heritage? What's your history? All those things are extremely important also in really coming up with a powerful brand. So if I go back now to, again, to the football clubs things, right? And you take, for instance, a Real Madrid, club like Real Madrid. Well, that's the difficulty, right? That you need to find in that disruption really the perfect balance to really do something from a relevance perspective, a differentiation perspective that will be really the leap forward, right? For them to really be equipped to become the best club in the 21st century, but they cannot lose their roots and their soul. And finding that combination is extremely difficult. Um, actually, if we jump to another totally different industry, let's take the luxury industry that I've been working on for many years. There, the beauty and really the holy grail is finding that balance between what are your origins, what is your essence, and also what's the relevance? Why would someone buy your handbags or buy your uh, prêt-à-porter or haute couture in it, right? So I can think, for instance, of brands like Dior, right? Dior was a brand that until the advent of John Galliano was pretty much a, a very shabby brand that was kind of out of fashion. And you needed that revolutionary spirit in there, that disruptive, that would infuse the brand with that new relevance. But at the same time, they managed also to keep some codes from its authenticity, from its origins and its roots and its heritage. So yeah, that's, that's why we're here, to solve that. And then bringing all of this into the times that we're living in today, can you name or think of an example of a brand that used strategy or shifted their brand strategy effectively in times of COVID? Well, actually, the way we approach that is a little bit different. Uh, Stephanie, let me explain. Um, we believe that COVID is not disruptively changing the brand strategies of organizations. They might be adapting the brand strategies due to COVID, but if you are a retailer or you are a cruise ship company, you're not going to stop having cruise ships because of it. Obviously, if you can afford to selling them off and build a new business, yeah, fantastic. But unfortunately, that's not the case. So mostly they will have to stick with most of, let's say, their brand idea or their brand strategy. It's true that COVID, given that, as we like to say, is here to stay and would have very uh, important consequences in the way society operates, um, those adaptations will need to be built into the brand strategy. What am I referring concretely? I'm referring to that brands need to become more authentic, need to become more true, need to become more transparent. So they will need to volume up and build in more of these attributes and personality traits and values into their brand strategy they have now. Um, and this is actually also the reason, one of the reasons, one major reason of the emergence of ESG as to what brands is concerned. You have many companies, for instance, telecoms, right, that due to their nature of their business, very mature, very much based on price, or everything is very hygiene, that they really need to differentiate themselves. And ESG is a tool actually to make that happen. And at the same time, to really adapt 
to those COVID times and bring in those values like transparency and truth and authenticity into their brand strategy. Thank you, Fernando. It was super interesting to understand a little bit more about brand strategy. And for me, the examples really brought all of this to life, the good and especially the bad. As a summary, we learned that the brand idea is crucial, whether the brand is in the business of outfitting athletes or putting a man on the moon. An organization needs to be clear on what it's about and what it hopes to achieve. It should be ambitious and allow the brand to grow. And even if you sell exactly the same thing as someone else, it differentiates you from your competition. So make sure it's authentic and relevant. And most importantly, make sure it's reinforced in everything your brand does. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and tune into next week's episode as we explore strategy-led design with Jess and Gabor. Thank you for listening to this episode of Disruptive Branding. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and do leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps other brand lovers to find us.